You're watching Coping with COVID-19 with Chris Manners. Today's special guest is Virginia Donahue. Hi, I'm Chris Manners, and you're watching Coping with COVID-19. Today, my guest is Virginia Donahue. She's the Executive Director of the San Francisco Department of Animal Care and Control, and she's with us today to talk about how her team has managed during the pandemic and their experience completing construction on a new 65,000 square foot facility and moving into it during this crisis. Ms. Donahue, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Let's start by talking about the new building and then talk about how your operations have adapted because of COVID-19. Can you walk us through the experience of completing construction on the new facility at 419 Bryant Street during the COVID-19 crisis and then actually moving in? So uh, first of all, the new facility is wonderful. Uh, it gives us twice as much space for the animals, it improves our HVAC system, it improves uh, our ability to give care, it's gonna be fabulous. But finishing the facility during COVID was definitely stressful. Um, we went from a team of people who met every week and were at the facility all the time to having to meet virtually, to having to figure out the last you know, half of construction uh, not in person, and that was certainly a challenge. Um, the move itself was something I was very, very anxious about, having that go well, and it actually was pretty flawless. We can have up to 250 animals in the shelter at any given time, and we knew that moving 250 animals would be just be impossible. Uh, that would just be a nightmare. So we worked really hard ahead of time with our adoption partners to get the animal population as low as possible. So on moving day, we moved 50 animals over to the new shelter. We moved them first thing in the morning. They woke up, they came over from the old shelter to the new shelter and had breakfast in their new shelter. Um, and we had um, our animal care professionals were over here the night before to set up all their beds, to set up their dishes, to set up everything so that it would be a, a smooth entry for the animals. Were your volunteers able to assist with the move? I understand they haven't been able to help as much as they used to. We, our volunteers were not able to help with the actual move itself because of COVID. What our volunteers have been doing for the past uh, year is doing a lot of foster care for us and a lot of transportation. So as we send animals to other shelters, we have lots of volunteers who come to the shelter, pick up the animal and drive it anywhere from wild care in Marin if you're a pigeon um, it, to Oregon or, or Idaho with a couple of dogs. So we have some wonderful volunteers uh, who do a lot of work for us. We normally have about 400 volunteers. The last non-COVID year, they um, donated 26,000 hours of service. So um, it, generally they've been responsible for a lot of the animal enrichment that happens here. So during COVID, the staff had to take over the enrichment part. And we have been very fortunate in that the adoption, um, I'm sorry, that the animal population has been lower than normal. Uh, we've had lots and lots of people who are anxious to have pets. So animals have been flowing out of here much more quickly than normal. You have a lot more space in the new facility. What's your favorite part? And has anything surprised you about how the animals have responded to their new surroundings? Um, well, I would say that my favorite part of the new place is the uh, central courtyard. The central courtyard is first floor and uh, you can see it behind me in the background a bit. 
Um, it's a giant play space on the first floor. And from almost anywhere in the building, if you're walking through the building, you can kind of glance over and see an animal playing in the park. And I have to tell you, nothing lights up your day more than seeing a dog playing fetch in the park. It's just, you know, it's a great little, it's a great little break. It's been a surprise. I didn't, I didn't expect to, uh, to, to see it so often and to just get such a, a, a rush of kind of relief. It's, it's really a stress breaker to see that going on. Uh, so that's been fabulous. So the, the dogs in particular um, have been noticeably quieter, noticeably less stressed out. We added a lot of glass to the facility and originally we had thought we would um, tinker with the lights so that we and the public could see in, but the animals couldn't see out. We thought that would be more relaxing, but we, we haven't adjusted the lights yet. And I have noticed that there are a lot of dogs who are enjoying seeing us walk by, but just watching the normal staff of the shelter walk around the building, they really just seem to be paying attention to, to what we're doing and they're finding it pretty relaxing. Can you tell us about some of the special features in the new location? So the new facility is twice as big as the old facility. And uh, before the animals were really in spaces that were too small. So every animal has twice as much space as it used to. We've also used to have one play yard and now we have four. We have three for the dogs and one play yard specifically dedicated to the rabbits because the rabbits used to share with the dogs and we all know that was not a good deal for the rabbits. So whereabouts are the play centers located in the building? We have one central courtyard, which is beautiful, which when you come into the building, you see it right there. The other three are on the roof deck. Um, most animal shelters are, you know, in places where there's land, lots of land, and you spread out horizontally. Being in San Francisco, we of course had to go vertical. Um, and this is a converted building from the 1890s. So there is a, a large roof deck on top with the three split play spaces um, and all the mechanical equipment that powers the building. Now, you never stopped operations during the pandemic. What changes did you make to your usual procedures to make sure that the general public, staff and the animals were all safe? Right, so we, we have never closed. We switched a lot of our services to online. For example, you can get a dog license online now. You don't have to, you don't have to mail it in. You can just sit at home on your computer and do it. Uh, so so that, was, that was one change. We also went to an appointment system. It used to be we did everything on a drop-in basis, and now we do everything on appointment, which um, actually has seemed to be like a, a more pleasant way to deliver customer service in general. There's no more waiting around. In terms of our adoptions, our, our volunteers have been great at being foster families. So uh, we get an animal in the shelter, depending on you know how long it's gonna be here, we can transfer it to a foster family. The foster family can work with its behavior, can help get it settled in. And then we put it up on the website and people interested in adopting um, during the height of COVID, we were just matching them with the foster family so that they didn't, neither party had to come into the shelter. Uh, so that's been good. In the beginning, uh, when it, we were really, I think, less sure how COVID spread, uh, we were working in different shifts. 
So we had a team A and team B. So if team A became infected, we had team B who could come in. Um, we had wards prepared uh, for, for dogs who were exposed to COVID because in the beginning, there was a lot of concern about pets being a source or, or a way to spread COVID. Fortunately, you didn't end up having to take care of pets for people who caught COVID-19. No, just um, just just the two or three. You know, in the beginning, when people weren't sure, we also thought there would be a lot of people who were hospitalized for long periods of time who would need our custody program support. Uh, we have a regular program where if you're a hospitalized victim of a fire in court, in, incarcerated, domestic violence, all sorts of circumstances, if you can't care for your pet, we'll take your pet um, for two weeks, and we didn't have to to do that at all, really. Now, you mentioned that the pandemic had an impact on the number of animals coming through your doors. Were you still able to find new homes for those animals you were taking care of? No, actually, uh, finding new homes has been e easier than it ever has been. It's, um, it's been remarkable. Um, uh, dogs, especially pit bulls, who, tend, who used to tend to stay here for a long time, they found homes within days. It's been um, marvelous how the public has stepped up and taken these animals into their homes. It's been great. Um, overall, our intake of, of wildlife stayed the same. Cats and dogs dropped pretty significantly. Um, we don't know why, but um, fewer people uh, surrendered their pets during this time period. Perhaps that's because people were staying put during the crisis. You know? Yeah, maybe less moving, less you know, less losing housing, uh, because people usually surrender their pe their pets to us because of uh, some traumatic change of circumstance in their life. They're 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 moving because they want to move. They get evicted. Um, they've had a pet, and the landlord finds out and says, "Ah, no pets." They lose a job. They become sick, and we really didn't see much of that this year. Finally, is there anything the general public can do to help? I know a local vet always needs blankets and towels. Sure, we always need bath-sized towels. Not your little hand towels, but, you know, bath-sized towels, we always need those. Uh, and, um, of course, we always need financial donations. They're a great help. Uh, kitten season is coming up, so we always need, some, you know, nursing supplies and those sorts of things. And we keep that all updated on our website, uh, sfanimalcare.org. We have links to Amazon and links to Chewy. So when you're buying your pet food, you can always, you know, sneak in something extra for us. How would I drop off towels if I had a bunch? Um, we are open Monday through, well, at this point, seven days a week, eight to five. Uh, and we have a donation box out front. So you don't even need to come in. You can just drop them in and head on home. Great. I'm looking forward to the day you can open up again for the general public. The new building looks fantastic. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, Ms. Donahue, and for giving us your time today. Thank you. We look forward to having the public come and see us too. Well, thanks again. And that's it for this episode. We'll be back with more pandemic-related information shortly. You've been watching Coping with COVID-19. For SFGov TV, I'm Chris Manners. Thanks for watching.